Uh, we are going to uh, continue uh, preaching from the, our theme, our banner behind us on the wall, uh, that uh, uh, the theme of this is the victory, even our faith. And uh, this year I'm going to be bringing you a lot of messages, a lot of practical things on how to get the victory in your life, uh, how to, here's another word we're going to be preaching about, and that's what we're going to be at today, overcome in your life, and the faith to be able to do so. Amen? Romans chapter 12, very famous passage of Scripture here. I'm going to uh, uh, have you stand with me, of course, as we read our Scripture. I'm going to read the first two verses, then we're going to skip down, and we're going to read verse 21. The Bible says this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present short bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And then skip down, if you will, to verse 21. And notice what the last verse of this chapter says. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Let's pray. Lord, we love you today. Uh, we're thankful to be here in your house. Thank you, Lord, for the gathering of your people. Lord, the wonderful hymns of the faith that, Lord, we sang and have our hearts filled with. Now, Lord, I pray that you bless the preaching of your word. And, Lord, I pray to you to help us today, Lord, speak to it. Holy Spirit of God, I ask that you'd be very active in our midst today. I pray that you would work and convict and help. And, Lord, if uh, someone doesn't know you as their personal Savior today, I ask God that they would accept you before it's eternally too late. Those of us that are saved, I pray that you'd allow us to uh, take the word of God God and use it to help us be what you'd have for us to be. Bless us, we pray, and we thank you for it. We'll give you the honor and glory. We ask it in your name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Again, this is a very famous passage of Scripture. These first two verses I just read to you, I don't, I couldn't even tell you how many times that I've read these verses and preached from these verses just in the uh, short five and a half year history of our church. Uh, but uh, what really got me going on this this week, as I was uh, uh, looking words, uh, the word victory, the word faith, and that word overcome. And I was just doing kind of a, a word search through that, through the scripture, and, I, and, I, and I've and I've seen this verse before, and of course, again, I'm sure I've even read this verse and preached from this verse before, but uh, the Holy Spirit really showed me something from this verse uh, this week, verse 21. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. And I got to looking at that verse and thinking about that verse, and that verse tells us several things. The first thing that verse tells us is that the Christian life is a warfare. Amen? The Christian life's a warfare. I mean, we see it. We see evil overcoming. We see good overcoming. And we all, us Christians, must always be reminded and have the right mentality of what the Christian life is. I've been uh, uh, talking a lot about this verse in the last several weeks. But there in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, For the weapons of our warfare. First uh, Timothy chapter 1, verse 18, That thou mightest war a good warfare. I just want to remind us this morning, and before we get into the practical application, is that uh, uh, if you're a Christian, you're saved. Listen, hey, you're in a battle, amen? By the way, let me say this. There's only two sides to the battle, all right? There's God, there's Satan, there's good, there's evil, there's heaven and hell, there's angels and demons, there's the narrow path, the broad path, there's the Holy Spirit, there's the flesh, there's the new man, the old man, everlasting life, everlasting death, I mean, it's a battle, and you know what? Every single person that's breathing air, walking this planet, is on one of two sides of that battle. 
You say, well, wait a minute, preacher. I'm not on any side. I'm just neutral. Let me just say this. Nobody is neutral in this battle. Nobody's neutral. In fact, here's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, verse 30. He that is not with me is against me. Think about that. He that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. So you know what we learned from that? Listen, if you haven't made the conscience decision to be on God's side, guess whose side that means you're on? By the way, I want you to think about this for a minute. We're born on the wrong side. You know you don't have to do anything to go to hell. You know mankind, we are born on the road that's going to end up on the lake of fire. We are born on that path. And listen, if you're going to be on the right side, if you're going to make it to heaven one of these days, it's because there was a moment in time you detoured, exited off the road that we're all born on, and that is the the road that leads to a devil's hell. Amen? And so everybody is on a side. Everybody is part of the battle. Here's the second thing we see in this verse is this. Evil has the ability to prevail against us. Now, I want you to think about this for a minute, because let me just say this, all right? As Christians, we need to get real about this thing called the Christian life. Amen? We need to face reality when it comes to the Christian life. And here's what reality is, is that there's a battle, and there's evil in the battle. And not only is there evil, evil has the ability to prevail. Notice what that verse says there in verse 21. Be not overcome of evil. All right? Be not overcome. And that word overcome means the same thing uh, on the positive side as it does the negative side. The word overcome means to subdue, conquer, get the victory. And what he's saying here is this, do not let evil subdue you, conquer you, or get the victory over you. Now, folks, let me just say this again. As Christians, if we're to be a good soldier the way we're supposed to be, we're to be effective in a battle, we've got to understand what it is we're battling against. Let me just say this, folks. We are battling against evil. Evil. I've been uh, listening to a lot of preaching lately about the subject of spiritual warfare. And I've been uh, a few different sources I've been listening to. And here's one of the things that I didn't really think about but man, it makes a lot of sense, okay? A few weeks ago, uh, we preached uh, a message and when we were uh, preaching through the Christmas story, and we preached about different characters of the Christmas story, and we preached about angels. And uh, we talked about how that uh, God uh, sets His angels charge over us, and this idea of guardian angels is a very biblical concept, amen? But again, we're talking about two sides of the battle, are we not? So think about this for a minute, okay? If there are guardian angels, then there's something opposite that's fighting against us. Here's a word in the Scripture that I'm sure you've read, maybe you've never thought about. Here's the term, familiar spirits. Okay, let me read a couple verses to you here. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 31. Regard not them that have familiar spirits, neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Leviticus chapter 20, verse 6. And the soul that turneth after such as have familiar spirits, and after wizards to go a whoring after them, I will set my face against that soul and will cut him off from among his people. Verse uh, Leviticus chapter 20, verse 27, A man also or a woman that hath a familiar spirit or that is a wizard shall surely be put to death. They shall stone them with stones. Their blood shall be upon them. By the way, I'm not preaching about this this morning, but I hope you took heed to what that verse says and the things God warns us about. Did you see that word wizard in there? 
By the way, there's another word throughout the scripture you have the Bible talks a lot about, and that's the word of witch. Witch, wizard, necromancy. Let me tell you, there is an obsession in our culture with the occult. Amen? Let me tell you, parents, you better wise up to what's going on with the things that are influencing your children. I mean, they, literally, uh, our world has, has uh, downplayed and glamorized this thing about witches and wizards. In fact, I dare say, I dare say, okay, y'all, y'all okay this morning? Put your seatbelts on, amen? It's about to get real in here. I bet you to dare say if we would go through our homes, you know what we'd find? We'd find things with witches and wizards and things that the Bible clearly says an abomination to God. And if we're not careful as Christians, we open up doors of negative spiritual influence in our, in our families' lives. Amen? Now, back to where I was going here. Did you notice that term, familiar spirit? Amen? Now, think about that for a minute. What's the word familiar mean? It means to know. It means to understand. If I were to say, I'm familiar with that, that means that I, I know about it, I understand about it, it's something that I relate to. Okay? So think about that for a minute, folks. Is that a familiar spirit is the opposite of a ministering spirit, which the Bible says are angels, are guardian angels. So not only as a Christian do you have guardian angels that surround you, you know what else you also have? Familiar spirits that know you. I'm talking about evil spirits that know you. You say, am I trying to scare you? Uh, uh, are you trying to scare us, Pastor? I'm trying to wake up, get you to wake up to some spiritual truth this morning. Amen? Remember this, by the way. Not everything that comes into your mind did you think. You know what that means? You may not have thought a thought, but you could have heard a thought. You know where that came from? The familiar spirits that are, that are around us, that try to trip us up and get us off the right track. Amen? Now again, folks, listen, that's just Bible this morning. Amen? And I'm going to tell you, evil has the ability to overcome us if we're not careful. All right, And not only that, here's what else we see is this. Be not overcome of evil, but... So here's the opposite, amen? Overcome evil with good. All right? Now, praise God. All right? As much as there's evil, there's good, by the way. And by the way, good is more powerful than evil. Despite what the devil thinks, he ain't winning this thing. Amen? Amen. Despite how much he thinks he's going to get the the victory and and win this thing, Jesus Christ is going to come out on top. By the way, he's already on top. Amen? It's just playing out according to his plan. And good has the ability to overcome evil. Now listen, just because evil's after us doesn't mean it automatically has to win. You know why? Because God has given us a way to subdue conquer, and get the victory. You know what it's called? Good. It's called good. So we must not be overcome of evil, but we are to have victory over evil with good. Now just in case you're wondering, God gets real specific with what the good is that will overcome evil. I believe when we read the Scripture, we ought to do so within context. Amen? I don't believe that we ought to just pull verses out here, pull verses out there. By the way, that's where a lot of false doctrine comes from. People just pull a verse out and start trying to uh, twist it into what they think. Now listen, folks, the Bible will complete itself. Amen? The Bible never contradicts itself. It completes itself. And that's why the Bible says we're to study to show ourselves to prove unto God. And we're to compare Scripture with Scripture. And listen, have the discernment of the Holy Spirit when we're reading and studying the Word of God. Now I want you to think about Verse 21, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Guess what chapter 12 is? 
Chapter 12 is the practical principles of good that will overcome evil. Doesn't that just make sense that God would do it that way? Amen? I mean, come on, folks. We've been talking about this on Sunday night, that our God is a God of order. Okay? The Bible is just not some random, you know, splattering of verses here, there, and everywhere. No, it's done for a reason. It's done for a purpose. And when God said, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good, well, guess what chapter 12 is? It's a chapter that tells us the good that overcomes evil. And so what we're going to do today is, uh, I'm going to give you the first three things found in this chapter on how to overcome evil. Now, I will say this. I don't always do this, but I'm doing it for the next several weeks. This is going to probably be at least a two, three, maybe four-part message because there's a lot of good principles, literally good principles, in chapter 12 that's our, our, our ammo, if you will, that's going to overcome evil. Amen? Now, listen, if you're not serious about overcoming evil, then don't take serious these principles. By the way, you know what? As To be a warrior for Jesus Christ and to accomplish things for God, you've got to get serious about it. Amen? You've got to understand that this thing's real. The spiritual battle rages all around us, and we're somewhere in that battle. And if you want to be effective for the cause of Christ, you've got to get real about it. And so listen, take serious these things we're going to talk about. And by the way, they're going to be very, very practical. Because God is a practical God. Amen? By the way, that's what I believe preaching ought to do. You shouldn't just walk out of here and say, man, that we, we heard something from the Bible. We ought to walk out of here and say, I know what to do with what I heard from the Bible. Amen? Practicing ought to be, preaching ought to be practical. So I'm going to give you some very practical truth on how to overcome evil. How to overcome evil. I'm going to give you three shuns this morning. And when I say shuns, I mean the, the ending, uh, the prefix, uh, or, or, or the ending of a word, the shun. Amen? And I'm going to give you three simple things out of the first two verses on how to overcome evil. And the next several weeks, I'm going to give you some more. All right? So here we go. Number one, how to overcome evil. Look at verse one of chapter 12. All right? Here we go. I beseech you, therefore, what's the next word? Say it together with me, church. You ready? Brethren. Brethren. All right? Here's the first shun you've got to have to overcome evil. That is this, salvation. Amen? Salvation. Because listen, folks, you know who these principles are to? Brethren, Christians, saved people. Amen? Now, it ought to just go without saying, you'll never overcome evil if you're part of evil. Okay? And like I said before, folks, and listen, I know it probably goes against our human nature, but thank God the Word of God goes against our human nature. Amen? I'm glad God don't care about our feelings when He pinned down the Word of God because He's more concerned about our eternal state, not our physical state. Amen? God doesn't sugarcoat it. Jesus said, if you're not with me, you're against me. And let me just say this, folks. You'll never win the spiritual life if you're not first born again. If you're 